Hello. How are you? I'm I am wonderful. I'm so glad. And you are lovely. Well, thank Friends, you. I'm just going to tell them. Okay. So, we had a little hair and makeup run run through yeah. for the wedding. Mhm. Um, I've been the most glamorous girl I mean, at the hair theater. Y'all, I feel like the dog's dinner tonight. I literally just served the dog's dinner and now I feel like it cuz she is like no, I mean you are just thank you. lovely. Thank you, thank you, mom. You were lovely as wow. well. Your Thursday glow in my, is in my something Thursday. else. That's right, that's right. But anyway, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're back. Book club time. That's right. Okay. So, um, we were talking about the fact that this next section is really, in our opinion, sort of the fulcrum of this whole book like when we talk about this book to people and say what's I love this book and they're like well what's it about this is the chapter that really is what this book is all about. yeah page 75 is the beginning of the secret sauce and um it's so good and I I told Sarah this that when I first read this book I was away with um her dad Jeff and I read this and I am not I'm not a crier. I'm not a weepa. No, you're like not. Like Jude Law in the holiday. But um, I read a part of this, and I and I just started crying because it just really touched me, and I was so encouraged and just loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They, they were good tears. Oh yeah, happy. Clarify. Yeah, not 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 sad tears. This no, I was just me. really, I was just really moved by yeah. who Jesus is. Yeah, and it was really great. So because yeah, anyway. up, up until this point in the book, we've been reading about. The condition of things, uh, what said condition is doing to us, and how we have all grown uh, lackadaisical to the condition. Well, hurry sickness. Yeah, hurry sickness. And so this chapter, it's the, the, like, the, oh, like, here we are, um, of where the shepherd steps in to shepherd the flock. Yes, that's right. And it's a really, it's a really great thing. So if you are hanging with us, we are um, in a section on page 75 called The Secret of the Easy Yoke. Yes. And um, I think it's one of these places where it's good to spend a little bit of time defining the terms and why they matter. And so we wanted to start and just talk about the fact that Jesus was a rabbi. And what does so that mean? If there was a quiz, Sarah, why, why is that important, that Jesus well, was a rabbi? Rabbi means teacher. Right. And every teacher had a teaching, which is what a yoke was. Right, which is so weird. And for those of us that aren't farmers, right, you just think about the yoke as being this thing on big animals plowing a field. Right, right. But in terms of being a rabbi, it was kind of his curriculum, mm-hmm. if you were. It was... It was what he was teaching and how he went about right. teaching it. Because the imagery they were trying to use there is, here, I am one of the ox pulling this yoke. You come be under my yoke, and we're going to go at this thing together. You're going to go at the same speed as me. We're going to go in the same direction. We're going to be plowing the same field together. You're going to learn from right. me. And under that yes. yoke, there's going to be this set of teachings. Exactly. And I think that's just super cool. Right. Um, and... In in specific life, wait, be- hold on, sorry, I wonder if she was. Oh please! Oh my uh, gosh, y'all! She just put up her hands <laughs> and brought this to a stop. Yes. <laughs> so, in the chosen, when they're talking about Jesus, talking about you know his yoke and his teaching, it's really radical because at that time when rabbis 
like had their yoke, their teaching. It was like, what is on Finch's face? Is that part of a rice cake? Yes. <laughs> well, he is from Tibet. Oh, gosh. That's gross. Okay. <laughs> My, As you were saying. Anyways, it, the, the yoke was not like a cozy, comfy, snuggy type of um, situation, like under your rabbi's yoke. It was like you're going to get a booty whooping for these next te- like this next, next season of learning and teaching. Mm-hmm. But like that Jesus would invite us to be in his yoke and that it is an easy one and a light one is remarkable. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think it's important to say that um, his teachings weren't necessarily about things of, you know, Torah or religious things. It, it was really on how to be a human being, mm-hmm. how to handle worry and family and work and all of the things that we encounter in our, in our very human life. Yeah. And he's like, come walk with me. That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, he puts it in a great way, he being John Mark Comer, the author, um, at the top of 77, a yoke is how you shoulder a load. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I think we all have a few loads that we carry around with us. And so that we think that we should carry them by ourselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because I because I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. Um, and so if you are a student then of Jesus. Comer has a great way of putting it that that also makes you an apprentice. And I think we all think of like, you know, 17th century England where I might go be an apprentice. To make shoes. Yeah, it could be a cobbler. A cobbler. <laughs> I'm sure there were other things we could do, but I always think of, <laughs> Only being, of a being a cobbler. That's all there was in That's the 1700s. Right. You made right. shoes or you died. That's right. <laughs> um, shoes or lace. I might have been a lace oh, apprentice. <laughs> That's practical. That's good. Yeah, that is. But as an apprentice, John, you can to... take right to the bank. That's <laughs> um, But to be an apprentice of Jesus simply meant that I would have been with him mm-hmm. in his physical presence. I would have been trying to become like him, and I would do what he would do if he were me. Like it was this, it was this assimilating to become much like our really wonderful cobbler example. Um, well, I'd like to point out on that same page that the bottom with 77 talking about salvation, he's saying that the word salvation Mm. and healing is the same in the Greek, which is what the new Testament is written in. And so when someone is saved by Jesus or they are healed by Jesus, it's the same thing because salvation is healing. So even the etymology of our English word salvation comes from Latin salve and as in an ointment you put on a burn or a wound. And so Jesus was all about this. He was all about healing people and saving them at a soul deep kind of level. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great thing. And I love it. And I, and I, you referenced the chosen, but as you watch that, it was obvious wherever he went, he was inviting people. Mm-hmm. come follow me, come hang out with me, come see what we're doing, come be my apprentice. And so that that notion of being invited is, I think, sort of the main idea that leads us into Matthew 11. And if you're new to scripture, I think Matthew 11 is a great place to park and maybe memorize your first little verse in scripture. Yeah, Matthew um, eleven twenty eight. It's... Uh, It's where we started this book and we've come back to it, but it it goes like this. Come to me, all who 
Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm. Now, it seems like a little bit of a paradox, doesn't it? Because... <laughs> When I'm really tired, I really do not want your dad to come home and say, "Hey, got a little more work for you here. Got some teaching. For it's you. gonna be, it's gonna be good." But um, it's a, it's a, it's a really beautiful paradox because he quotes um, another writer in here on page seventy-nine. If you're following along, this, this learning from him, this being yoked with him, allows us to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Yes. Yes, and I would love to read that um, message version of this yes. verse. But first, before that, I wanted to say, you had mentioned it's, it's a bit oxymoronic, where he's like, hey, I know you're stressed out. Come, take this other task to do. Right. And you're like, oh, wow, Matthew 11, 28 is really fun. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's really cool because it's it's this notion to the fact that we can trust him. Because if there's this person who is calling us out and sees us in the state that we are in, burdened, strung out, hurry sick, tired, fill in the blank people. Right. And then he says, come take this yoke upon you mm-hmm. because it's light mm-hmm. and easy. And I'm going to be doing it with you. I'm going to shepherd you. I'm going to teach you. Then that means he knows the state of our hearts. He knows what they need, and he's a God who saves and heals. And so when he's talking to these people at the beginning of verse 28, where it says, all who are weary and heavy laden, the way that he then goes about healing them in his perfect way, because he is part of the triune God who is perfect, is not to just, you know, poof one of their kids out of existence who's the trouble child into like you know, expunge one of their to-do lists and then to magically zap away that mm-hmm. party they have to throw next week. No, no, no. It's not to take things away, mm-hmm. but it's to put the right things on them. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, you make such a great point. And when you think about so often as the created, we spend a lot of time, or I spend a lot of time, telling the creator what I think would be best for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I need this. Mm-hmm. I, I would be happy about that. Whatever that list is that we take as the created to the creator. And to your point, the creator is coming and literally walking with us and saying, I know you've had a dog dinner day. And I know I was in a Bible study this week and I, I had a woman at my table talk about um, experiencing something that was soul shredding. Mm, right that is mm, that is a poignant description and and that jesus meets us in that moment that every single person you saw today driving around in traffic had and he says i'm i can't remove you from this life but i've got a way to do it better and i'm gonna do it with you i love that because i get it and it it is it's just super cool but do this read read this other version of matthew 11 28 Because this is cool language and maybe it'll sink in a little bit differently. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. 
Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Ah, I love that. I love that. I love how after I read it in that soothing tone, you Yes. Ah, I love this. I was really trying to set the tone with my my, my voice. It was. It was very relaxing. (laughs) It was very, very relaxing. Ah, next page. (laughs) So, um... I thought this was another really beautiful way to characterize it in case some of you are listening and going, yeah, that sounds great, but I I still just don't get it. On page 80, Comer writes, Jesus's invitation is to take up his yoke, to travel through life at his side, learning from him how to shoulder the weight of life with ease, to step out of the burnout society to a life of soul rest. And here's the thing, is Jesus is inviting us into the unknown yeah you know oh you know I, what i, I want to sing right now into the unknown that was nice okay um but yeah like this is gonna take a radical step of faith mm-hmm. and here's the thing these people up to this point meaning everybody listening to this <laughs> including us are these strung out hurry sick people that he isn't saying on top of being worn out and tired come take this step of faith right because it's gonna do you a world of wonder that's right Oh, yes. So on page 82, he's talking about the secret of the easy yoke, the heavy burden, light load. And he's saying, and wait, I got to interrupt you. And I'm sorry, because you know what? I know that there are people listening that are believers and maybe they've been believers for a long time and they're going, heck yeah, I want an easy yoke. I've been going to church Mm -hmm. forever. Mm hmm. But I don't feel it. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're getting ready to say is the answer to that. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. I agree. If you want to experience the life of Jesus, you have to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. And here is where I think this book is so nuanced because it takes this big idea of of the, the easy yoke of Jesus but I, I think it helps us apply it on a very personal level to our lives. If I want this, I have to not only have faith and move towards it, but I have to take action steps to emulate Jesus, to be an apprentice to Jesus, to because he's saying come do what learn he did in his lifestyle yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think so often, and I know in my own upbringing as a believer, I didn't really understand what that looked like. Right. So I opened my Bible and it should just speak to me, right? I should just get it. Like, like these are more nuts and bolts of, okay, I need to think about the lifestyle of Jesus. And it's so funny because I think we do this in our everyday life with normal people, but we don't even recognize it. Comer talks about this, that he lives across from these people that are like runners. elite runners. Yeah. And he's watching them get up early and eat mm-hmm. celery and, you know, look great in their super, you know, lycra you know, crazy runner stuff. But he's been binge watching something yeah. on Netflix and eating Fritos and he he's shocked, right, that he doesn't have the same. Well, he's just he's just saying, I sit there on my couch in the morning and right. I'm on my porch and I right. watch these people at 530 get up to go run. I'm sitting there with my Bible and I drink my coffee with my full fat half and half. That's right. And I sit there and I watch that and I look at them and I go, hmm, that would be a nice bod to have. Right. Hmm, I really appreciate them getting up and running. But then he goes, do I want to leave right. my chair in full fat half That's and right. half? 
no. That's right. So I don't have that bod, and I don't have their fitness level because I don't want to get up at 5.30 and run four miles in Portland, Oregon. I don't want to apprentice the lifestyle. Right. And that is that is key in our walk with Jesus. Yeah. He says, the reality is I want the life, but I'm not willing to adopt the lifestyle behind it. And I think that's how a lot of us feel about Jesus. Maybe we don't understand his lifestyle well enough. We don't, I think the chosen has been awesome for that because it's, I think, help people see Jesus as more fully human Mm -hmm. and understand what that lifestyle might might be like. Right. But when we think about adopting his lifestyle, I think we have to talk about um, what we're doing in our everyday life. And by that I mean so many of us are willing to say, I just want an easier life. I just don't want the headaches with my kid. I just don't want the stress at work. I don't want the, you know, I mean the 10,000 things we could put on a list. Right. And the thing that's really important is that there's no such thing as an easy life. Mm-hmm. It is a myth. And you may be thinking, well, you've never met my neighbors because everything in that house is perfect because on her Facebook or on her Insta or whatever, everything looks great and perfect. No, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as an easy life. Right. Um, well, I think it's interesting too because when we think about you know following the way of Jesus, when we first said that in this episode, probably a couple of things came to your mind, like some spiritual disciplines that are really good to do. But then there are also really hard ones to do. Yes. Like silence and solitude and sitting there, just letting God speak to you, just sitting there, just letting your heart and your mind be open. And sometimes we don't want to do that because we want to sit down in the morning, have our five pages in our Bible study that we do. We write, fill in the blanks, and then we say the written down prayer at the end, then we go change the little laundry. But the thing is, is that it, it... it takes work, you know, and like we want to pick and choose what parts of it we want to do much like mm. we want to pick and choose the parts of we want to believe who God is. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to believe in like this kind shepherd God, but then not this God who makes it rain on the good and the wicked. Right. You know, and there's this part of following Jesus as the sheep, knowing he is the good shepherd mm-hmm. that takes trusting him. Mm-hmm. So when it gets tricky and like, man, this sounds in solitude seems pointless and I'm just mm-hmm. sitting here and it ended up just becoming a time for me to make a mental grocery list. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I doing this? He's like, come keep doing it. You know, right. later Matthew, he says, you know, come and knock, you know, right. come and seek me. Like the way of the righteous is narrow, mm-hmm. you know, like, so if it wasn't, what's that? How does it say? It's like, yeah, if it were easy, like everybody would be doing it. Right. Right. But it's not easy. But it's not easy. But he's saying it's okay because I know how to do it. Let's do this together. And I just think that's that's super cool. On 87, um, Comer writes, Jesus realizes, now get this, this is really good. Jesus realizes that the most restful gift he can give the tired is a new way to carry life. A fresh way to bear responsibilities. Jesus is offering us equipment. Right. And I I think that is so great. Like I think of football players or something like equipment is really important to be able to do their job well. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think about Jesus saying, look, this is, this is the experience, the side of the kingdom we're going to have, but let me, let me walk it with you because I can show you a better way 
to carry the junk that you're going to have to carry for right. a while. Because like you said at the beginning, he is the creator. He's the exactly. one, I mean, if you want to take it back to Ecclesiastes, he's the one who designed how this whole shebang is going to work, how we are meant to compartmentalize and deal with and articulate and verbalize and how to how to go to bed when it's been a hard day and That's wake right. up when you have something you don't want to do. Like he he designed us with the owner's manual and he exactly. came, he made this whole spiel to come down to earth to right. be with us to look at peter in the eye and say dude listen to me mm-hmm. i love you mm-hmm. i got you i want to teach you this mm-hmm. and a lot of us now when we're not face to face with jesus and he's looking at us with just tears in his eyes because he loves us so much and he remembers what it was like in the day that he created us and it's like like hey listen to me i, I want to teach you this and we're like actually TikTok can teach me better. Actually, well, TikTok can my, make me my feel better right can teach now. me better. Actually, she, this girl can teach me better. Or like, and, and God's like, no, 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 no. See, I made you. Mm-hmm. TikTok speaks things over you, but I named you before mm-hmm. TikTok was even a thing. That's exactly you know, right. like, and so this, this handy, kind tip that Jesus is offering us isn't just like something you should put on your plate of, hmm, what should I choose to follow in this life? It's no, no, no. This is the plate. And this is the only dinner that we're serving tonight. Right. Right. And you, you, you make a great point that, and this is what all of this book has been about. I think that we're just confronted daily with the choice of tuning into the creator and, and taking his recommendation Mm -hmm. or making us feel just better enough, just numb enough with TikTok, with, with, with whatever it is, because, here's because the, it's easy. Right. It, following him and apprenticing takes a little bit more, but it's, it's what we need. Right. Well, let's think about the word he's used, easy. So like Jesus says that his yoke is easy. Like what he's going to teach to you is easy, but like also in Lamentations 3, 24, through 29 it's saying like when you wake up those mercies are new every mm-hmm. morning so like there's the there's and so this, what does that mean why is that important well here's the thing so you you wake up and there's a yoke for you to bear that is a light load easy easy load and there are these brand new mercies every morning that's what your creator says about you the moment when you wake up but when you wake up what does your phone say about you immediately mm-hmm. here's what you need to wear today here's mm-hmm. the neutral palette that you need to start buying off of amazon essentials mm-hmm. here's the makeup that you have to do here's the way that you have to text that guy here's the pictures that you need to pose in with your new instagram post right. like nothing about that is easy and light that is condemning that is right. taking worth away from you that is speaking lies over you yet we we wake up and we follow that right and or and let me let me just add on to that because as you as you move down the road and you get older maybe those burdens are I'm I've been praying for a prodigal and nothing's happening or I'm worried that I'm going to lose my job this month mm-hmm. or like like these these are worries that present themselves to us each day and Jesus is not saying to me hey if you'll just try a little harder and maybe tap into me a little bit more that'll all go away that that's not at all what we're saying yeah because those worries are still possibly present but that yoke is going to teach this teach us how to how to give them up to him more easily let him speak into them more easily Mm -hmm. um well it's kind of like with the mary martha thing we talked about where you know martha is talked about being the one who was like busy and not like listening to Jesus mm-hmm. in the moment. And he looks at her and Mary who's sitting at his feet and he goes, Martha, mm-hmm. 
Mary chose what was better. Better. That's right. And I think this is what we're talking about now, where it's like, there's this thing we need to choose. And guys, there's only one that is better. Right. There's lots that are just fine for now. Mm -hmm. But there's really only one that can gives get you us mercy. get us out of where gives we you are. Lightness. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So he he closes this section up. Comer does um, by saying, "Look, he doesn't offer us an escape. Jesus, not Comer. Jesus does not offer us an escape. He offers us something far better, and that's equipment. He gave us a whole new way to bear the weight of our humanity with ease at his side." like two oxen in a field tied shoulder to shoulder with Jesus doing all the heavy lifting at his pace, slow, unhurried, present to the moment, full of love and joy and peace. And I just love that. I do too. All right, Glamour oh, Girl. I just feel like this has just been like a big, like, deep breath episode. I love this. Like, I just feel like just brevity has been spoken yeah. into our little microphone, our yeah. little kitchen table. And and take that Matthew eleven twenty eight. Stick it on your put mirror. That, yeah, put that thing in your car yeah. and on your mirror and, and see what happens. I love it. I love you. I love you, too. See you later. Right, let's do that.